it's not necessarily that we don't want SROs in schools, but we just don't want the marginalization of students, of black and brown students. Young people are change makers. Visionaries. Courageous. Optimistic. Getting things done. Leaders. And activists. We all have a story to share. It's time to pass the mic. Join us, Nuera Nyota, Luke Sheely, and Sam Chan, on hashtag PassTheMicYouth, as young people involved with all aspects of activism share their story. Because our voices matter. I talked to the Southern Coalition of Social Justice's Youth Justice Project, also known as YJP, a group of high schoolers who are all passionate about their community and want to make it better. They all attend Durham Public Schools. You might hear them call it DPS. Each one came with different background experiences and activism work, but they all heard the call and signed up to be a part of the Youth Justice Project. Um, I actually became acquainted with the Youth Justice Project through uh, my counselor. So she has a bulletin board outside her office where she posts different uh, community activities she might get word of so we can apply for them. This is Joran, one of the members of YJP, and this topic hits close to home for him. Um, my father is an assistant principal in DPS, and my mom um, is now the legal counsel for the sheriff. So I live in a house where a lot of times my opinions can sort of differ super strongly from my parents considering they're both on the administrative sides of a system I don't always agree with. Joran's passion for the project spread through his friend group. I'm Azinde Adi. I had been a part of other organizations that um, deal with activism and, you know, like racial inequity. Mm-hmm. And um, my Joran actually told me about this. And when I read about like what they were on the website, um, I just like, I like the idea of being surrounded by like like-minded young people. While there were a lot of youth involved with the project, they initially didn't have a clear objective to what they wanted to accomplish. They knew that they felt the systems surrounding them were unjust and that young people should be working to change those systems. At the beginning of the um, year last year or the, the program last year, we decided to make a list of problems that we saw um, you know, like amongst ourselves, like our peers in, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, we all agreed that um, school safety was a big problem, more specifically SROs in schools, because we noticed that students were being marginalized and pushed into the juvenile um, court system, like way quicker with the um, like heavy use of SROs in schools. Yes, an SRO is a school resource officer. So it is a person contracted by Durham Public Schools um, through the Durham County Sheriff's Department. So an armed police officer who is um, patrols the schools during the day. The group felt that the SROs and the legal system were getting involved in minor issues that made tough situations even tougher for young people. The third member we spoke to, Isa, had some personal experience dealing with students and SROs. Hearing stories from some of my friends about, um, like, facing student resource officers and just some stories I've heard, because I used to volunteer at Teen Court, about, like, SROs getting involved in fights and in, like, drug crimes. 
it just seemed unfair that honestly like really minimal student behavior was being criminalized so I found out about the Youth Justice Project through another organization that I was um, a part of, and a lot of their beliefs seemed to align with mine on that youth behavior shouldn't be treated like this and it shouldn't be taken as seriously as it is. In 2017, school resource officers in Durham County responded to around 3,500 calls. In that same time period, the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction reported that Durham County Schools had twice the crime rate of an average school in North Carolina. The Youth Justice Project decided that they wanted to have a public conversation with their community about the effectiveness of SROs in schools. They planned a Youth Justice Town Hall and invited school administrators, parents, students, and sheriff department officials to listen and give feedback about school resource officers. They called the event SRO, Students Reaching Out. And basically our town hall was to um, get like get the conversation started on school safety and SROs because it's not necessarily that we don't want SROs in schools, but we just don't want the marginalization of students, of black and brown students. Here's a Zenday again. For the planning, it was it was a it was intense, like it was a lot. Um, we broke up into like like subcommittees within ourselves and um, that's how like we just got our stuff done. There was the media outreach. There was the communications committee. Um, there was the ooh, I was the I was the head of one of the committees. Um, we basically helped pick the food, yeah, you and um, helped create lists of people that we wanted to invite. My closest um, call with event planning was like planning my own birthday party. <laughs> so planning a town hall where we're trying to invite elected officials and uh, district administrators was a little more difficult than I thought. I mean, just seeing how we can just get our elected officials uh, in an environment where they can be um, directly talked to by their constituents, the people who place them in power. I think being able to create an event where people can see that the people they put into office um, are listening to them was super important. Uh, it was such a great feeling to see like our hard work, you know, pay off because it was it was an intense process playing it, and it was just nice to see everything fall into place and to see like such prominent people in our community come out. Besides the start of an important discussion, the team collected data by surveying the participants on their opinions of SROs. ISA told us that the town hall certainly was not the conclusion of the Youth Justice Project's activism. We're planning to go to the Board of Education with all of our recommendations, and um, if it is received well, then we want to continue to work with the Board of Education in the future, but if it doesn't go as well as planned, um, we're thinking about maybe going public with our recommendations and maybe swaying the court of public opinion in order to get things done at a more official level. Since we spoke to Joran, Azende, and Isa, the Youth Justice Project publicly released their recommendations. It included suggestions such as more consistent training among SROs and establishing a student-led council on discipline and safety. We'll link the entire recommendations list on our blog, PassTheMikeYouth.com. The Youth Justice Project realizes that its work certainly isn't done. The team undertook a huge project 
even if the results aren't immediate, they are moving their community in a positive direction. Um, delay doesn't necessarily mean denied, because I think a whole lot of times in this work, we want the, the sort of instant gratification mm-hmm. of uh, calling for something to be changed and then it immediately being changed. So us just acknowledging that everything isn't always as clear cut as we want it to be in our heads and just taking the time to realize what you're doing is not in vain and you're working towards something that even though you might not be able to see, it'll impact future generations. How is speaking with all the activists of the Youth Justice Project, Sam? It was incredible. It was really cool to hear their passion about this topic and other forms of activism as well and how they came together to make this town hall. As many of them said, it was their first time ever creating and planning for a town hall and inviting all these huge, important people from all different parts of the community, from the school, from government, from the sheriff's station. They had many different people in the room to talk about what their thoughts were on SROs. Yeah, they certainly spent a long time putting this entire event together and going all over all sorts of things from, like, the food to where they're going to even have the event, who were they going to invite. I thought that that was a very interesting part about the planning process was their specific list that they were making of who to invite. You could tell they were being very strategic about everything that they did throughout the whole process. I agree, and I think it's important to speak about how you need to be intentional with everything that you do, and they definitely did that in this process. They wanted to make sure that everyone's voice was heard and included and centering the young voices in the room. I really liked as well how they talked about surveying the people in the room and asking for their opinions on their thoughts on SROs. It's important to remember to talk to all the community, not just what you think is best. Yeah, they actually were able to hear the speakers of the room, the people who they invited to speak about SROs. Um, But then, like you said, they tried to take everybody's voice into account through surveys and data. And I think that that is a really powerful tool for activism that really isn't used a ton, I think, with youth activism of of trying to get information um, of the community members around you. And that can be a huge sort of game changer and how you can present your information. That happened to me once when I was uh, working on a project. We did like an audit of how much trash our school was throwing away. And those numbers helped us to actually uh, get a composting program started. And so I think numbers can be very powerful. And even though they weren't able to actually change um the number of SROs that were employed in the county just from that one event, they used those numbers that they'd collected at the town hall and then went back to the Board of Education with their recommendations. And especially we need to remember that the work doesn't stop after the event is held. I think they talked a great deal and really put a lot of thought into the fact that this town hall was incredible and we got to do this. However, the work doesn't stop. We still need to keep going on our advocacy about SROs in schools and going to the board, following up, having those meetings and making those next steps is crucial to activism work. It doesn't just start and end with the march or the protest or the town hall. You keep going after that and you keep making these steps in order to make change. Yeah, I think the follow-up might even be more important than the actual event or march. 
itself because those meetings that you can make and those connections that you can have after the march, you've already shown everybody that there's support for the issue that you're advocating for. But now you can use that support from the march and from your town hall or from the rally to actually try to make that change and keep following up. And even if you don't make change immediately, just like uh, Joran said, that delay doesn't necessarily mean deny. It might take having two or three town halls to really get a full spectrum of voices and full spectrum of opinion and saying, hey, this still isn't working. We need to bring it back to the table and discuss all of our possibilities. For sure. For me, especially, I know I can get frustrated or disheartened when I don't see the end result right away. But it's so, so important to remember that it doesn't stop here. And we are making progress step by step. And as you said, Luke, it takes time. You got to keep pushing to make these huge systemic problems go away. You have to keep chipping away slowly but surely. And they continue to do that work regardless of any speed bumps that might come in their way. Thanks to Jordan, Azende, and Isa for speaking with us about the Youth Justice Project. Stay connected with us on social media. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pass the Mike Youth and like us on Facebook at Pass the Mike Youth Podcast. If you want to help amplify Pass the Mike Youth's platform, rate and review our podcast. We want to amplify your voice too. Are you interested in being part of hashtag Pass the Mike Youth? Check us out at PassTheMikeYouth.com to view our blog post and submit your own work. We want to pass the mic to you. Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth is a product of NC State Extension, but does not necessarily reflect its views.